as a way introduction to the mitzvah Sipurim, the pasuk the pasuk in Pasuk Gimel says that the Gzeir was Nishlach Svam Yad Roitzim that he sent out the Gzeir called Medinas Hamelch Lahashmid Laharig Ulaabet Lahashmid Laharig Ulaabet is called Yehuda Minavi Adzaken to destroy all the Yidden. So the Pasuk says there was four parts of the Gzeira. The Hashmid, the Harik, or the Abed, or Shalom, or the Vaz. What is the difference? What are these three, the Shainas, the Hashmid, the Harik, or the Abed? To destroy, to kill, and to lose, I guess, the Abed, a little translation, to make them be lost. So the guy in his parish explains that there's basically four different parts to what Haman wanted to be Geyser. The Hashmid refers that they wanted Yidin to lose that Neshama. And that refers that he wanted to pay, take away the mitzvahs in Klai Yisrael. The Harig means to kill them, that they shouldn't have a physical, physical being either. And they should have, shouldn't be alive. Rabbi, that he didn't want to even have the Shem Yisrael left over in the world. There shouldn't be even a mention that they were one-time Jews. In that case, he wanted to burn all the dead bodies afterwards. Totally annihilate the remembrance of the Jewish nation. It was shown of us that they could have all all their money, the money, the all the money we given out to to the guy. So this that afterwards that Mordechai and Esther were massacring four mitzvahs on Purim, Kriyas Megillah, Simcha, Simcha, Matanis Yainim, and Mishalach Manis are represented in these four to be negative the four gazeres of Haman. The first one of the Shama that he wanted to take her in the Shama, he wanted to take her out mitzvahs. We had an additional mitzvah, Mikra Megillah, to have a mitzvah. He wanted to take away our mitzvahs. We added on more mitzvahs. The Harag that he wanted to take away our, our life, our physical, our guf. So now we have the mitzvah of Simcha on Purim, that we should be Samech on Purim, that we wanted to take away our guf. We do the exact opposite. We Samech we the guf. The Aved that he wanted to take away. I'm getting confused here. He wanted to destroy destroy our Guf and Gansen and not to leave a Zeker of it. Gave us gave us the mitzvah of Suda. That would be the mitzvah of Suda. And Shalom Levaz, that he wanted to take away all our money, that we gave him a Tonus, that we, everyone has money today. We want to take away all the money from the Yidden today, even the Aniyim have money. So that's the general outlook of the actual mitzvah. If you look at the Pasik, the Gaon says an interesting dik in the Pasik. It says that the Hashem and the Hagel puts those three together. He says, who to kill all the Jews on the 12th, on the 13th day of, on the 12th day of Chodesh Adam, on the 13th day of Adam. And then afterwards it says, Shalom Levaz. Haman was concerned, saying that you could do all four in a row. You should kill them, burn them, kill them and burn them, and take their money. He was nervous that they'll just take the money. They'll get too busy to carry away the money and not end up killing them. So therefore he says, after you kill them, Everyone's destroyed. You burnt their bodies first and afterwards. You could take the money. And on top of that, also they'll do with a mortgage schmack because they know when they finish their work, they get the money afterwards. If the money was coming as they were killing, they wouldn't do it as a schmack. And therefore, Haman said, first, after you destroy the whole nation, first then you could go ahead and take away the money. The, the Mishnah Megillah has a three machlegs exactly from where is one machlev to start laying the Megillah. Is it Tukufas Achashverish, Tukufas Haman, or Tukufas Mordechai? Right? Do you start from the beginning of the Megillah? Do you start from in, some of the second part of the Megillah, or from Yeshihudi, or Belayla Ahu, is the third, is the fourth Shita? And the guy in the beginning of the Megillah discusses 
What's happens? Why talk about Mechuyif to learn the whole Megillah? Right? Obviously, we're passing that Mechuyif to hear the whole Megillah. What's happens? Why Mechuyif to learn the whole Megillah? The whole first parak of discussing the goddess of Achashverosh, the Sudas Achashverosh. Uh, okay, fine. It's, it's definitely a chelik of the story. We're not believing that part of the story that the Yidin, that's when the Yidin were nichshel. But the Cholpah is that it should be a chelik that you mechuyif to lean on the Megillah that it's so much that you have mechuyif to lean the entire thing. So the Gain explains that really the Nisim started from the first Pasuk. From the first Pasuk, he was already the Nisim started then, and therefore it has to be read from the beginning. The entire Megillah, the, the Gemara asks, uh, Esther and Atayim in nine. How do we know Esther is from the Torah? And the simple Gemara's question has to ask the point. I find what's happens. I mean, Hanukkah. How can we not find Hanukkah in the Torah? Like, what, what was the Gemara asking? That there's a Muslim that we want to know where Esther was inside the Torah. So he explains that the concept whenever Nisim and Eitzel happen all the time. There's no, no Chiddush. The Chiddush is that we're in a time of Esther that we're completely hidden from the, from Eibush. The Eibush is completely hiding from us. I feel like how do you know then the Eibush is still running the world and doing Nisim for us? So that the Gemara asks in the time that it's so dark and the nest happened of Purim, how do you know even at the time that it looked like nothing was going on, already then Nisim were happening to make sure that the, that the nest of Purim should come up, come up with a safe. And he gives the whole muscle. The muscle is very, very popular. Muscle. At one time, the king threw out his child from the malchus and sent it to faraway land. But he sent some servants that any time he's in trouble, always to protect it. So that, that that's the derech atavat that Eibushet makes it, runs the world in ways that eventually the nisim can happen. So we go through some of the nisim from the beginning of the Megillah that looks very, very awesome. Uh, that doesn't look at like anything major happened yet. But we'll just go through some basics of it. Pasuk starts off. Right? So the Rashi says, from the beginning of the story when nothing was going on till after the whole nace was over, who stole the Zelbe Rasha? So fact again, make a taste of where does this come from? How do we know who's Rashi Mithilasavyatsaifai? So the last parak of the Megillah is a very mundane parak. It's three psukim. All the way at the end of the Megillah, it says, it says. The first pasuk says, "Vayosah put out a tax in all the countries and all the islands." And then it says, all the godless of Mordechai's prime minister Stella, Then you could go ahead and I'll say for the Mordechai You go look at all the history books; they explain the godless of the power that Mordechai had in those times. And it says Mordechai who was was, was you know finished off Doge the Rebbe. Fine. The Pasuk Aleph says he put a tax. Pasuk Bay says if you want to know all the history, go look at the history books. The tax is that important for us to realize. But what was the amkus of the tax? That was so important that the Megillah, the next Pasuk tells us, the rest of the story, go look in the history books. But this we had to know. Well, what's the Pasuk trying to tell us? They put out a tax. In Perik Bay's when Achashverosh is trying to convince Esther to tell her where, what nation she was from. So the Pasuk, one of the things that... Um, he tried to bribe Esther was that he gave he gave Amatonis, he made a suit, and one of the things he made a tax cut. That in order if says, He made a suda, he gave a tax cut, and he made a Gansa Suda. To all the countries, and what was his plan? His plan was that Esther should come to Taina, my country should get a better tax cut, my country should get a bigger matana. And Ma'isa was safe from Megillah was in Zgala, that Esther wasn't from anyone. Right? She was Jewish, she didn't belong to any countries. Comes out in the Mephreya, 
that was a total waste of money. He gave presents for no, for no reason. He gave a tax cut for no reason. He didn't get anything. Says the Megillah at the end, after the whole story, what was Achashverosh, what was about? That he gave a tax cut for no reason. So the Megillah tells us, for Yas, Mas, that Achashverosh, don't worry, he got back his money. He made a tax cut. So that's what the Goyen says, that's Pashan Rashi, who Roshim Tchilas V'at Saifah. All the Nisan that happened under his nose, all he was worried about was that he wasted money at some point along the way. The, um, so, so everyone knows the, the story that Achashavish decided that he needed this huge throne in order to sit on, right? Achashavish was a, was a low life, wasn't anything great, and he became Melech somehow, and he decided that he, in order to vise his godless Hamalucha, he needed to, be, to compare to Shlomo Melech's throne. And that's why, really, the capital city was really bubble, had nothing to do with Shushan. Shushan was some hick town somewhere, it was really nothing. But uh, what happened was that he wanted this huge throne. Because the order, and the 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 people who were able had the talent to put together such a stone lived in Shushan, and that's where a lot of the story started from. Because Hakashayus figured that he just ended up. I mean, you start I don't know if I don't remember when I was a kid. When I was a kid. Clinton decided Bishaytoy that his wife wanted to run for Senate at the time in New York, and he fell in love with New York. And at the time, he started coming to New York on a regular basis. Now I don't know if you know what it looks like when the president comes. To town, well, he used to manage to pull up on Flappish on Bedford Avenue. The entire Flappish was a shutdown. I mean, no one's interested. Go, go away, right? Can you imagine that you had a simple city with nothing going on? All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, the royal, uh, you know, he's building a palace here. Get out of here. Who asked you? Go away. So that's why Achshev was very busy in making people happy in Sushan because he, people were not interested in him. But what was the vote? Why did the Amish fears fears eyes that that the the, punk, the people who built this? Huge kisei was in Shushan. And in Shushan, and after they built this humongous thing, they couldn't move it, which is was a, a booster to the whole concept. Because Shlomo Melech's throne was moved from place to place a few times, and he tried to imitate Shlomo Melech's throne, and this one couldn't move. So obviously, it wasn't the same. Um, was the Eushef Hezek, because listen, Mordechai and Esther lived in Shushan. Achashevish lived in Bavel, wherever the capital city was. It was Bavel. Someone had needed Mordechai and Esther to be in the Achashverosh in order to work out the mess. So who should go to who? Should Achashverosh go to Mordechai and Esther? Mordechai and Esther should have to the So the Eivishter made it that they should move to Bavel, that the entire kingdom should have to move to Shushan, just that Mordechai and Esther should be Nimsa at the time of the Ness. That's what he said. Akisim Achusev, Shabbat Shushan Bir was able to work out. Shabbat Shushan Bir really was never there, but eventually it was going to be there in order for him to work out. Okay, well, um, the, story attack, the, the story is getting rid of Vashti. So obviously Vashti had to go. That was obviously part of the big mess that was going to happen. And the, the frustration between um, Vashti and, uh, and Achashverosh is, is, is hidden in the Pesukim, obviously. Because don't forget, Achashverosh had to approve the Megillah. They wrote this Megillah up. It's one of the simple pshatim, why Hashem's name is not mentioned in the Megillah. Because they have to get approved by Achashverosh that was good. So nothing could be written in the Megillah against Achashverosh. That's why if you learn the Pasha Megillah, Achashverosh is a tzaddik at the end. Because he had to approve the thing. So in the Pesukim, it had to be hint. The, the frustration that was Achashverosh and Vashti were having a power struggle. Who really had the power? So when the story started, that he decided that uh, Vashti has to come to the party. So he sent his seven advisors. 
So he referred to her as Vashti the Malka. The next Pasik, when, when Vashti said that he does, she doesn't want to come, the Pasik says, Vatamoinhamalka Vashti. So it's the exact opposite. She represented herself as the Malka Vashti. Achashvera says, You give her a Pashta Vashti. You're a simple person. You married me, you became the Malka. He, she was saying the other way. She was saying, Tomorrow, I was always a Malka. I happened to be Vashti. Because so that was the power struggle. Who's the main one here? It was already then. But however, when, as soon as it went wrong, and Akashvayus, she denied Akashvayus, so Akashvayus realized right away that he needs Vashti. He, he can't have without Vashti. So first, the Apostle, he was upset with it, and the Gemara, we all know, says that she didn't just deny not coming, she also sent very downgrading words, say that you, it was a, you're a low life. So, uh, so the Gemara explains that usually when a Christian's really upset about something, one of the ways to calm him down is by expressing his anger, and, he, and he, you know, the imagination of getting over your problem by expressing it to somebody, calms down. Uh, that's the whole talk, talk radio show industry, right? Because the, the, you think the country is going nuts. I could sit on the radio for two hours and scream how crazy it is. And finally, I feel better now, right? What happened? Nothing. But that's the whole matrix of a person. A person expresses upsetness, helps the person go. But over here, the passage, the anger was burning in him because he was only able to, what really stirred him was the downgrading words she said. She was, he was only able to say in public that she didn't want to come. So what he really bothered him, he couldn't say. So therefore the anger was burning in him so much that he couldn't say anything. The Maise, but the king wanted to save her. The Maise, he needed her. So the apostle goes, The, the, the king called Chacham, what did they eat him? So obviously we know Chazal, that he went to ask the Yidim, but the Pasuk Shah and the Pasuk, was he they eat him? The guy explains that there's two types of court systems. There's two types of court, court systems. No, not Republican and Democrat. The two types of court systems was one, what's the letter of the law? One letter of the law. And one who understands the situation and figures out how to get you out of the problem. Right? Okay? So that's the two sets of them. So the Melech wanted to save the queen, so he didn't go to the letter of the law. She was my mom, because that's it. She has to get killed. But he wanted to save her. She went to Yadei Itim, the ones who judge the situation and realize the time and place for laws, and we'll figure out how to get out of this. Right? Another thing the Pasuk says, Ki melech this, this law, that everything that was personal against the king, a Moribah was personal to the king, the king couldn't decide by himself. This is an alto law which is very logical sense. If the king could decide, every guy who walked in, if he was Moribah Malchus, because the tie wasn't long enough when he walked in, his hat was a little crooked, he's already Moribah Malchus, People would probably be scared to walk into the king. People were scared to work for the king. You couldn't have advisors. There's nothing to talk about. So every time there was something personal for the king himself, was Samarim he had to bring it to a court of law to prove his case. If it was something general against the whole kingdom, so that he could decide himself. But if it was a personal Malchus, says the possibility of this. So therefore, although when it came to Vashti, he had to bring, it was a personal thing, the king commanded her something, she denied to show up, in that case it's very personal, so therefore he had to go to the call Yodavidin, and he brought down the seven advisors, and we all know Haman was one of them, and before, before Haman, he, he, when he presented the case, what, I, what Vashti did wrong, he says, now already Achashverosh is even calling her, Vashti, 
hinting to her, yo, she's the queen. We gotta get out of this. And then He's already downgrading the whole crime by saying that it wasn't directly against me. It was some type of message I sent with the with the representatives. So he right away is telling them, guys, you gotta save me here. She's the queen. You knows until now she was Vashti Hamalka. I made it into the queen, but now I need to save her. So now she's the Malka. And number two, the crime is not as bad as it sounds because it wasn't directly murdered Malkas against me. It was some type of law. It was secondhand problem. The thing was, Haman was involved in. Now Haman had a, had a wife that was greater than he was, and he figured that this is an opportunity he can't let go of. That he's going to have to figure out to make a law to help him out in his personal. Disagreements with his wife. The Gemara says that uh, that she used to talk, came from a different country and always and always um, and always spoke her language and this bothered him to no end. He was an Amaleki. He wanted to talk Amaleki language and she didn't want him. He had some personal strong bias issues and he figured he's going to make the law of the country adjust to her, his personal problem. So, but so what? Right away, he realized that the Saris and the other six guys who were judging the case. No way he, they were going to agree to kill the queen. Number one, the king's already saying, save the king, save the queen. He's already hinting to them, you got to save her. And number two, you know, that's called real protection. For the rest of the life, for the rest of the kingdom, the queen's always mishubed to these six, seven guys. If we go ahead and say the king, the wanted to kill you, and we help the king get out of it, and you're, you're around now, she owes, the, she owes her life. I mean, you're done. I mean, what's bigger protection than that? I, I saved the queen, right? So he realized very quickly that if he was judging by the, six, by the seven of us, she's surviving. But he didn't want it. He needed a law to stick up that he could use against his wife. So, so what he did was, so first of all, he, he played around, he, what he did was, he, he first said, we got this whole law of, because he didn't want the judges to judge it, he says this whole law is ridiculous. This concept of the king not able to judge something personal is an Irish law. There's no such music of something personal against the king. Anything that's against the king is against the kingdom. There's no such concept, or the king, oh, that's a personal thing. The king represents the kingdom, and there's no such thing as a personal hurt against the king that the king can't judge himself. Everything's against the kingdom. So this that the queen didn't show up is not a personal thing against the king. It's rebellion against the entire kingdom. So the, con- the whole law doesn't start, Hittites. So that's number one. So that helped him. That What are you asking us for? It's not a personal thing anymore. It's something that's against the whole kingdom. The king decides himself. And then he went on and says, mm-hmm. This that the queen didn't come, she never, he never mentioned kill the queen. All he said that this, that she didn't come, she can never come again. Obviously, a queen that can never come again is executed. What's she doing? She's done, right? But he doesn't mention that. He mentions the concept of that she can't come ever again. Why does he mention? Why didn't he say she deserves to be executed? She's mother of Malchus. The reason is because Haman was trying to run on his own personal life here. He was trying to figure, he obviously, no matter how great he thinks he is, he can never get a law to say his wife should be killed for not talking about Malik. That ain't gonna happen. But what you could do is say that a wife that doesn't want to shelter to her husband can't stay married to the guy. Right? Can't, uh, you don't respect your husband, you don't come to your husband, you don't belong in the house. 
that he could use. So when he made the law that Achashosh is going to get rid of Mashi, doesn't mention killing because that he can't use. What he basically does was that he said that this that she can't come, she can never come again. So that he could use. So this that he did two things. He changed the law about the concept of rebellion against the king. No such thing as a personal value king. And that was that it shouldn't be judged by the six other judges. And therefore, the king himself is in the side and he's holding back killing her. And number two, that he used the idea that his wife has to listen to him now because he said that since the queen can't come, she can never come again. The Maishi, the going points out, based on this comes a way that he said. At the end of the whole story, when Haman was getting killed, at the end, when Akashvesh says, go hang Haman, if the law would have been in place of the concept of you have to go judge in front of the judges, there's no way the seven advisors of the king will ever agree to the king to kill Haman. That's not happening. He was the prime minister. The same way we got out of Vashti being killed, we'll get out of Haman being killed. We'll, tell the, we'll give the king a cigar, chill out a little bit, we'll figure it out. We won't let him show off for a month. I don't know, we'll downgrade it. We're not going to let him get killed. The only way that eventually the nace happened was just because Haman himself got rid of this law. This law that the king can't decide something himself had to be get rid of in order for eventually Achashverosh himself could be hired. Another part of this nest is if you look when Achashverosh when, when, when was crying over Vashti in the beginning of Peripes, um the pastor keeps on saying, it says that he remembers what he did to Vashti. The pastor says, the Naya Melech Mesharasov says, Oh, you're looking for pretty girls? We got pretty girls out there. Don't worry about it. Right? Two things. Naya Melech Mesharasov. Naya Melech Mesharasov is the people, I don't know, who wipe his crown, who wipe his shoes, does his laundry, vacuums the floor. You know, the Naya Melech, the, the, what are they giving advice to the king for? What are they doing here all of a sudden? They get the new advisors of the king? The reason was, is because all the regular advisors weren't showing up to work. The new law just changed, and if the king is upset, He's going to kill you. So the king's still upset about what happened to Vashti. I ain't showing up. Call me what he's done. So therefore, who was left to give advice? The janitors were there left. And, and that's why Esther also got in. Because now it turned into, he was just sitting there crying over the beauty of Vashti. There's more beauty out there. And that's what he says. And that's why the whole thing, the whole concept of Esther not saying saying who she was, was overlooked. Because if a real advisor run the, were running the, running the system at the time, what are you, Michelle, you're going to bring in a queen that you don't know who she is? not a gay. So when it came down to Naira Melech Mesharasov, came and all you crying about is beauty. we got beauty out there. Don't worry about it. I'll say one more from the guy. You're just, just a little out of order, but in five minutes, I'll say one more. The night that Achashverosh couldn't sleep, so it says, so it says, We all know the story, obviously. We're still busy with the Naam Melech Sharsav. Who else is by the king at 3 o'clock in the morning? He didn't do anything to her. Okay. Um, and then, two, three psukim later, it says, Haman's uh, which also, as the Gemara says, that Naam Melech Sharsav never liked Haman. They, they didn't like him. It's not clear Chazal why they didn't like him. Right? The Rashi says it there in the Gemara, right? And one time I heard from Shalom Brev, the this Epis, they didn't like him. is because Haman obviously worked from the palace. And they all had to bow down to Haman. So every time Haman's ego was a little bit low, he just walked up and down the, 
the palace to get all his attention bowing down. So at some point, they went nuts with this guy, right? But he says, but he knows if it was real advisors there at the time, they would have went to home and said, get out of here. You're not, it is not your time right now, right? Because <laughs> the king wants to honor Mordechai. Get out of here. You don't belong here now. But soon, so it was the Nair Melech Mesharsav only around at the time. So they're like, oh, we're getting back now. And so, oh, Haman's here. Go get him. <laughs> But the Pasuk says, when he repeated, when Haman came in, so, he didn't say Gedula here. When he asked the Na'amelech Meshara, so he wanted to know what Yoker and Gedula he did, and then he just says Yoker. And then, who does the king want to honor more than me? Right, Mr. Haman, I understand you're the top guy in the, in the, in the kingdom. I get it. The king owes everything to you. But it could be the king wants to respect somebody else. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, so full of himself. Yeah, like, like, but still, it is not, I'm asking you, I want to honor somebody. Obviously, Pasha is not you. you know? <laughs> Am I right? Like, why, why was he so convinced it was him? So the guy says, this is one of the Nisim, uh, again, hidden in the Pesukim. He says, Yoker and Gedula. Yoker the going Taichus is covered. Gedula is money. So when he asked the Nair Melech Mishosh in the beginning, what money did I give to Mordechai? And what cover did I give to, Mar- to, to Mordechai? So then, so then, fine. When Haman came in, and he mentioned only covered, didn't mention money, Haman's like, there's nobody else in the kingdom that only could get covered and not money. I'm, I'm, I'm the richest guy around. So if the king's telling me he wants to give recover to someone, why is he not mentioning money? So he said it had to be him. There's nobody else out there. So he says, just because he forgot to mention Gedula the second time, he wanted to give him money, but he left it out, Homer was convinced it was him through that. All right? Shit. Wow. 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 Wow.